Hello, and welcome to Wellness Wednesday with 3W. Wellness Wednesday is sponsored by 3W Medical for Women, a nonprofit medical clinic offering free of charge or low-cost reproductive health services to women in the Seattle area, regardless of income or insurance status. 3W does not profit off of the reproductive health choices women make. The information shared in this podcast is the opinion of the speaker or speakers. Medical information is not intended as individual medical consultation, but for general education only. Always consult your own health professional for personalized advice regarding medical decisions. And if you're in the Seattle area, consider making an appointment to consult with us. I'm Helen Nguyen, CEO and co-founder of 3W Medical for Women and the host of today's podcast. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Wellness Wednesday with 3W. I'm your host today, Helen Nguyen, CEO of 3W Medical for Women. I feel like we've been on a little bit of a hiatus of recording podcasts, so that's probably me. I've been out sick for a couple of weeks, so I'm back in the the saddle, back in the podcast studio here. And today, I have a dear friend who I've known many, many years joining me today to talk about stress because there's a lot of stress in our lives and our world right now. And I just thought this would be a really great topic, even though there are some things that will probably be really obvious, but it's just a nice reminder of how to handle stress, how we can approach stress and how it's not always such a bad thing. So today I have my dear friend, Noemi. She's also an advisory board member for 3W and she has these long and somewhat intimidating acronyms behind her name because she's a professional in the field. So hi, Noemi. Thank you so much for joining us. Hi, Helen. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. It's an honor to be here with you and you know, you're one of my longtime friends and I support the clinic at 3W. So it's just an honor to be here. Thank Aww. you for having me. Thank you for your time. So, well, just to give folks a little bit of a background of who you are, what you do, what your professional credentials are. Let's start with the the very intimidating long acronyms behind your name, <laughs> which you've worked <laughs> so hard to get. So you're an LMFTA. What is that? What does that stand for? Sure. Well, I hope to be less intimidating with the acronym, but <laughs> LMFTA stands for Licensed Marriage and Family Therapist Associate. Wow. So in about a year, once I meet the requirements for the Department of Health, it'll be an LMFT. And oh. to go from an LMFTA to an LMFT, you need to accrue a certain amount of hours, clinical experience, supervision, mm -hmm. and of course, be not in violation of the Department of Health codes and standards. Yes. So I'm hoping to, to get my LMFT in about a year. But that's what the LMFT stands for, which means that I can do therapy with clients from anyone who would be willing to benefit from therapy. Wonderful. And then the MA behind your, your name. Sure. The MA stands for Master of Arts. So okay. I received my Master of Arts at Seattle University. And that makes me eligible to become an LMFTA. So to get an LMFTA, you need to have a master's in therapy and counseling and social work. But to be specific LMFT, you have to go to a couples or marriage and family therapist program. Wonderful. Wow. So you're just credentialed up to the yin yang at this point. <laughs> and continue I'm to trying. be. <laughs> I'm trying. And, and part of the, for that reason is 
because in order to serve my community, I need to be educated. I need to have these credentials, but also I could just practice as an LMFTA for the next, you know, five to seven years and that would be okay. Mm -hmm. But I do want to be fully licensed because it just shows another level of credibility and and information that I can give to my clients. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's wonderful. And the folks like me who's been in your community and have followed, have seen you grow in your your profession. And this is, this is such the right path for you. Like, I can't think of a better career path for you. And I've just been so proud to see you grow and progress in this work. And there's no doubt that you're going to be able to help so many people. I mean, you've already have actually seeing clients and stuff like that. So thank you so much for what you do. Of course. And I appreciate, you know, being part of this journey, having a great support system such as yourself and family and friends, of course, that has made it all possible. Yeah, yeah. Well, so folks, you know, you can just hear Noemi and and hear her heart for this work that she does. She's willing to go the extra mile to make sure that she knows what she's doing, right? So when we talk about stress, she's an expert about this. Let's talk about stress, Noemi. There's a lot of patients that come in to our clinic Mm -hmm. That are extremely stressed out, and rightly so. Not only are they dealing with professional stress, personal stress, now they're coming in here and they're having to face sometimes pretty stressful healthcare issues. Where can stress come from primarily that you've seen and, and what you've learned about? Where does stress primarily come from? Sure. Well, I first want to acknowledge that you know the clients that are seen at, at clinics, especially at 3W, there's a lot of women who are experiencing stressors in life that are very common to other stressors other types of people are experiencing. Mm -hmm. And stress can come from our everyday life. It can come from our family. It can come from work. It can come from school. It can come from driving driving in traffic. Mm -hmm. You know, living in Seattle, I'm sure lots of people are stressed out a lot of the time while in traffic. And sometimes people can experience stress and they don't even know it's stress because they've been experiencing it for so long. And so stress can be defined as any changes to the physical, emotional, and psychological strain in the body. Mm. It's your body's way of responding to anything that requires attention or action. Mm -hmm. And we all experience some level of stress out one point in our life or every day. Okay. Yeah. Talking about traffic. Wow. That was a trigger for me that you said that because coming (laughs) here today was an hour and a half of traffic. For me, you know, I'm so used to traveling from down south up to Seattle. So it's not that big of a deal. But today I had to get to this podcast with you and it was like Mm -hmm. stressing me out. And there was like, I thought, okay, there must be an accident or something like that. But nope, there wasn't Mm -hmm. anything. It's just a lot of people on the road. What can what can trigger stress? So for me, it sounds like when I need to meet with someone when there's an appointment on the table and I'm stuck in traffic, which is completely out of my control. So that's kind of one of my triggers. But what are some common triggers, do you think, for stress? Sure, sure. Well, you know, you just named one of the more important ones uh, or prominent ones is needing to do something Mm -hmm. and needing to be there at a certain time. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, you couldn't control traffic, right? So Mm -hmm. that was something that you did not predict, even though we know Seattle always has traffic, but sometimes it's more traffic than usual. Right. So that's beyond your control. Mm -hmm. So sometimes stress happens when things happen that are beyond our control. For other people, it can be a body's response to threat or danger. So Mm -hmm. we will experience fight, flight, or freeze. Sometimes it's not that severe, but other types of stress can include, like I mentioned, work, 
family, finances, relationships, mm. parenting, you know, mm-hmm. being a parent for the first time yes. or adopting, you know, a beautiful child. Um, <laughs> as much, you know, it's a huge, you know, I want to say blessing, but it's also very a very lucky thing to, to have. Mm-hmm. It's also very difficult, right, to learn Absolutely. this process of parenting and to not have had experience being a parent before. Right. And then just day-to-day things that we normally do driving to school, going to school, maybe even having like a family member pass away or a close friend, Mm -hmm. or even someone that passed away that we weren't close to, that can still affect us. Right. That can still cause stress. So how can someone like myself, so you've listed a variety of things that I can just completely relate to. So I've had a family member that's exceedingly close to me pass away within the last three, four months. I've adopted my son a year ago, which was beautiful and wonderful. And I wouldn't change that for the world, but he's one and he just started walking like I shared with you earlier. And he's crazy. (laughs) Like it has changed my life. It has changed how I approach work, how I approach my relationships with people, with friends, um, with my relationship with my husband. Um, It has changed our dynamic of how we just communicate and that has caused a lot of stress. What else? I've gotten super sick in the last six months. That was pretty stressful. So much change in a short mm-hmm. amount of time. What yes. would you suggest someone like me who's gone through death and birth and, you know, health issues and, you know, work issues? How would you say would be a good approach to manage it in a way that's helpful? Absolutely. There, you know, you just seemed a bunch of things that that are very significant life stressors that mm-hmm. can be life stressors. And also, this is something relatable to everyone that might be listening. Mm-hmm. I'm sure someone has experienced death, someone has experienced having a baby or adopting a baby. Mm-hmm. And then just health issues that can really affect, you know, how we appear every day to day, how we are present with people. Yeah. And and I know you're doing what you can to support yourself through through all these changes. Sometimes people experience what can be called adjustments. So what I normally diagnose people with in the practice that I work at is adjustment disorder, mm-hmm. unless there's another diagnosis that they that they meet criteria for. Mm-hmm. And I always run this diagnosis through with my my supervisor and my boss. Mm-hmm. But the reason I normally diagnose that is because most people are adjusting to circum- life circumstances, mm-hmm. to a new job, a family member that has passed away or a friend mm-hmm. that has passed away, to changing adult circumstances, changing children's circumstances, mm-hmm. everyone experiences some level of stress or change in their life. Mm-hmm. And when it's something that has happened over and over again for a certain amount of months, it can be diagnosed as adjustment disorder, which I personally think everyone has had that at some point in their, in their life. Mm-hmm. I would need to see the person to diagnose them with that. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know of anyone in my family that has not been diagnosed with adjustment disorder. Mm-hmm. They just haven't gone to therapy. Yeah. <laughs> but I know but I know they've experienced all the symptoms of adjustment disorder. I know I have as well. Right. And and mine has been through through school, always mm-hmm. adjusting to a new place where I'm living, a new school, new yeah. relationship with my with my now husband. Mm-hmm. But I would say for someone that's experiencing all these changes in such a short amount of time, I would ask, you know, what is it that helps you feel, you know, less stress in that situation? Mm-hmm. What are you doing to take care of yourself during that time? Mm-hmm. And I always encourage everyone to go to therapy mm-hmm. because it is something that, you know, it costs money, but it's also something that is super helpful 
Mm-hmm. I personally go to therapy at least once or twice a month, and I find that super helpful. It's someone that I can trust, someone that I can open up to, someone that I have researched and Googled, and it was actually recommended to me by my previous therapist who retired. Mm-hmm. So I would just encourage you know anyone who's going through any type of stressors or ch- major life changes mm-hmm. to to find support through friends, through professional support such as a therapist or. Mm-hmm a counselor, and then to get involved with maybe any extracurricular activities like prayer or meditation, Mm -hmm. maybe joining a sport that you enjoy crafting, uh, going on a hike, whatever it is that can help you feel a little bit better Mm -hmm. in that situation. Yeah. Taking the time out of your busy life to invest in yourself is what I hear from what you're saying. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And that's really hard, Noemi. (laughs) I mean, I I want to be honest with you. I want to, because, you know, as someone that is like, go, 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 high functioning, Mm -hmm. there's always a next project to work on. There's always a next project to, there's always a fire to put out. There's always someone in need. How do you suggest that we go about that? you know, that's a really good topic for another podcast is like, what type of research do you do to find a good therapist? That's a good topic for another project. But (laughs) like, (laughs) you know, when your world seems like it's out of control, and and you're not in control of anything, what do I need to say to myself to readjust mentality around like, okay, my tank is really empty. And I need Mm -hmm. to fill it with something. Yeah, that's a great question. And I wish I had a magic wand to help you <laughs> give that right answer. <laughs> and and truthfully, the answer is going to be different for everyone, right? Yeah. Because their experience is the way they experience them. Mm-hmm. And by that, I mean, you know, someone, for example, might be in traffic and that might be a stressful situation for them. Mm-hmm. I have to be to this meeting. Right. You know, I'm already running late. Another person in a different car might say, oh, there's a lot of traffic. This is a great opportunity to listen to to my favorite song and Seeing it on the top of my lungs, right? <laughs> and so they're actually having a great time in traffic. Right. And so, right. you know, both of those are valid experiences. Both mm-hmm. of them have experiences that have made them react the way they did. Mm-hmm. And, you know, something that I tell myself when I feel stressed out is I name it first because mm-hmm. in being able to name something, you're acknowledging that you're experiencing that. So, for okay. example, I could say I'm feeling, you know, kind of sad today or stressed today. Mm-hmm. because this thing happened. My grandpa died. That mm-hmm. didn't actually happen, but I can say my grandfather died mm-hmm. or my pet dog died. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now that you've named it, now you can move forward to, to feeling that experiencing your body. Where in your body are you experiencing that stress? Is it, you know, a lot of people feel it, feel it on their neck or lower shoulders. Oh. That's where stress usually accumulates. Okay. But some people feel it in their lower back. Some people feel it in their chest, some in their stomach, mm-hmm. just different parts of the body. Yeah. And some people don't experience that in their body. But usually we will feel that stress in our body somehow. Mm-hmm. So naming it, acknowledging where it is in the body, taking a deep breath, breathing mm-hmm. in through your nose. Mm-hmm. holding for three seconds and then releasing the breath through your mouth. Because mm-hmm. what that does is it tells our parasympathetic nervous system, hey, right now your brain needs oxygen. Let's breathe. Mm-hmm. Let's help Let's help you calm down mm-hmm. and just kind of reset. Mm-hmm. And then after that, acknowledging, okay, you know, what I'm going through is difficult right now. What can I do to take care of myself? What What is within my control? What is outside of my control? Mm-hmm. And, and mm-hmm. allowing yourself to feel what you're feeling. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of the time, you know, because we are 
living in a society that tells us you need to be doing this and this to be productive, to get things done, mm-hmm. to help you know run this this nonprofit organization, we have to constantly be busy mm-hmm. because busyness means production, right? Yeah, I mean mm-hmm. we're helping people, right. which is which is true. But also, it's really hard to do our job if we're not taking care of ourselves. And if we're not taking care of ourselves, the output of our work is going to be really low quality, maybe. Or we're going to be running on fumes. We're going to get burnt out eventually. Yeah. So taking that time to just acknowledge that we're human Mm -hmm. and that the things that we do are important. Mm -hmm. And also, we're human, so we need to take a little break. And that's okay. Yeah. I mean, especially in our industry of reproductive health, there's a lot of people that I I've seen run out of steam due to just compassion fatigue where mm-hmm. they they want to give 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 because they love the patients that we're serving but mm-hmm. every patient has such a complex story and they're yeah. coming in and they're laying all of their baggage down and so I can sense it in my in our medical staff sometimes where mm-hmm. they just took on someone's stress and it became their stress. Yeah. I always try to say, hey, if you need to take a, a 10 minute walk around the block, clear your brain, you know, do something like that. Is that good, Noemi? Is that something you would yes. recommend? Especially in oh, your, absolutely. yeah, if you're in a, a high stress job. Absolutely. And actually what you're saying right now, Helen, reminds me of my my past supervisor at my first internship ever as a novice therapist intern. My supervisor at the time said whenever he had a difficult experience that he had a process because mm-hmm. we're human we're going to take on our clients experiences sometimes yeah. the stress that you feel in the room it, it's real yeah. and you're experiencing that anxiety and that stress mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and our our goal is to as therapists okay support our clients and reaching the therapeutic goals but also managing our own reaction to what they're sharing mm-hmm. and having clear boundaries taking care of ourselves going to therapy, mm-hmm. doing these self-care strategies to help us do our job every day, but also mm-hmm. taking care of ourselves. So my supervisor at the time said, whenever he had a, a client that shared something that really resonated with him, he would go and take a, a walk around the building. Mm-hmm. And there is a little little canal near the internship site. So he'd walk there, mm-hmm. take some deep breaths, he would repeat something to himself that made him think of positive moments. I don't remember what he had repeated at the time, but he said after that, he would come back in feeling refreshed. He still felt, you know, a bit anxious about the whole situation, mm-hmm. but also he took care of himself in that moment. Yeah. And so he named it, acknowledged it, and then went back to work. And sometimes mm-hmm. as healthcare providers and mental health professionals, we need to compartmentalize these experiences. Mm-hmm. So that means putting it in this box for now mm-hmm. and then dealing with it after work, mm-hmm. but still dealing with it in the moment. So by taking a walk, you are dealing with it in the moment. You're acknowledging that experience. Mm-hmm. And what would be unhealthy is if if that didn't happen, right? If we're not acknowledging, yeah. oh, you know, I'm going to push that aside and continue with my job. Yeah. Stuffing Let it. Myself- Yes, exactly. Yeah. So I think that's a great information that you're sharing with your, with your workers. Hey, yeah. if you need to take a walk, do it because- yeah, you, that would be helpful, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Is there a positive side to stress? Yes, I'm glad you asked that actually, because not all stress is, you know, negative or right. not healthy. They're yeah. actually so there's different types of stresses. There's mm-hmm. acute stress, chronic stress, and then there's eustress, which 
most people haven't really heard of that type of stress oh. that, that I have talked to you about. So you stress can be fun and exciting. For example, when someone's going skiing and, you know, they're ready to to ski down this hill, they're so excited. They, they feel a little bit stressed, but it's a good type of stress. Completing a major project, for example, mm-hmm. opening up a nonprofit organization, <laughs> it took a lot of a lot of work, right? Yes. And, and then when it opens, you know, you cut that ribbon. It's like it was all worth it, right? Yeah. So, so those that type of stress is actually really good. It helps motivate us to mm-hmm. do things that we want to do. Mm-hmm. Helps us reach our goals. Mm-hmm. So that's the type of good stress. How can we differentiate between good stress and bad stress? That's a really good question. So I was researching that too. Like I I figured, how do I deal with good stress and then stress that is not helpful for me? Mm -hmm. So it could be that you look at, okay, what is this stress doing for me in my body? Is it making me feel anxious? Is it making me lose sleep? Mm -hmm. If it is motivating you to reach a goal that you want to achieve for yourself, and it's not causing significant impairment in your in your body or your mind. Mm-hmm. And I would say that's considered you stress. Mm-hmm. If it's doing anything else other than that, causing stress, causing changes in sleep, changes in diet, um, constantly thinking about you know what could have been done differently, mm-hmm. I would say that's not considered healthy stress. Mm-hmm. Okay, can you name that the two types mm-hmm. of stress one more time? Yeah. Okay. Sure. So there's acute stress. Okay. There's chronic stress, and then there's okay. use stress. So the the acute stress is, it can be short term, it can be distressing, it can be driving in traffic, right? Yeah. That's an example of acute stress because it, it's happening, but mm-hmm. there's going to be an end to it eventually, right? Hopefully. Right. <laughs> God will, yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then there's chronic stress. So that one can be, it might seem like never ending. It might seem like maybe a difficult marriage. Maybe mm. there is some infidelity going on, that can mm, cause stress, right? Yeah. And that if they decide to stay in the marriage, that can be long-term chronic stress. Mm-hmm. Chronic stress can also be a physical symptom. Maybe someone has arthritis that mm. they've had for a long time that can be considered chronic stress on their body. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Childhood trauma, mm-hmm. traumatic experiences, and then a youth stress can be fun and exciting. It can be, for example, we had said opening up a nonprofit clinic, presenting a project that you had worked very hard on. Mm -hmm. I also think that working up to present a project or to open up a clinic or a nonprofit, there can be acute stress, there can even be chronic stress. And then in the end, there's youth stress, right? Yeah. So So it can be, it could be all three. It can be all three. And I think that is, that is the beauty about being human. Mm -hmm. We get to decide how the stress affects us Mm -hmm. and we get to decide, okay, what type of stress do I want to take on today? And then what type of stress is something I can't control right now? There yeah. are some stresses we cannot control, like traffic. Yeah. And and for example, that person, example I gave of someone driving thinking, you know, I'm late to a meeting. Another person's like, oh, I don't really have anywhere to be today, but there's still traffic and I just want to sing right now. Mm-hmm. This is a great opportunity to sing. Mm-hmm. That person could be perceived as someone who has you stress. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm eventually going to get to my point. I'm just going to make the best of it right now. Mm-hmm. It still is a little bit stressful, but this is a great opportunity. Yeah. Can someone be just stuck in chronic stress all the time and then they get so used to it that they don't know how to identify anything healthier? For me, from what I have observed from from my limited social work you know, experience when I'm dealing with clients. Mm-hmm. I felt like sometimes it becomes a person's safety blanket 
Yeah. Like the chronic stress is like they don't know life outside of the chronic stress. And so they create more chronic stress or they stay in that state of chronic stress because at mm-hmm. least they know what that feels like. And to move beyond that is like unknown, even if it's a good move out of that chronic stress stage. How would one identify that? And what would you say to someone that is using that chronic stress as a way to like gain control over their lives or they don't, you know, they just like to stay in that state? Yeah, absolutely. And I I think you named something very important and prevalent amongst people who are experiencing you know, this chronic stress who who maybe don't even know they're experiencing it. Mm-hmm. And you as an outsider sees, right? Yeah. Oh, they're experiencing chronic stress. How did they not see it, right? And I think coming from a, a place of curiosity and asking questions like, hey, how is it living, you know, in this environment? What does a healthy relationship look like? So asking those questions, you're opening up the conversation to help them identify you know, this is what I would want in a relationship, or this is how I want my life to be. Mm-hmm. I would always encourage a therapist yeah. in this process. Yeah. Because a therapist is going to help you construct different perspectives, right? You're going to tell them, hey, this is what's going on. They might not think it's an issue, mm-hmm. but the therapist is going to point out, you know, how is this affecting your lifestyle? Mm-hmm. Or what goals would you like to reach? And are the goals you're wanting to reach in, congru- in congruence with how you're living your life right now? Mm-hmm. And So a lot of the time we get clients in therapy that, you know, are in these types of relationships that are not very healthy. We know that. Yeah. But we want our clients to come to that conclusion on their own, of course, with therapy. Right. But sometimes clients don't know that, hey, this relationship is not really benefiting me. They might be experiencing, you know, domestic violence. Mm. So helping Mm -hmm. them understand, okay, what what does a healthy relationship look like? Mm -hmm. And what can you do to get to that healthy relationship? And yeah. so just coming from a place of curiosity, non-judgment and understanding, I think mm-hmm. that's really helpful. Anyone can adopt that attitude, even if they're not a therapist, right? Coming right. just like you all do at the clinic, you all come from a place of curiosity, understanding, you provide resources to clients, mm-hmm. you sit there for an hour, you know, even after their appointment to just talk. Mm-hmm. And that's all beneficial to their medical health, right? Right, right. And, and mental health. And mental health. Yeah, because it all connects. It, it all is, is layered and complex and connects. And I guess like what I'm walking away from this this conversation is it's like it's so important to destigmatize therapy and destigmatize yeah. counseling and destigmatize like reaching out to a, a professional like yourself who can be trusted with the baggage that we carry on a daily basis, the stressors, the non-stressors, the even if it's good things mm-hmm. happening in your life, there's no, there's a benefit in talking about it with a therapist because a okay. therapist might be able to point out, hey, things are going really well. I want to affirm that for you. So it, it sounds like taking care of your mental health really is a, a ripple effect for not only stresses in your life, but also good things. And if you're coming to 3W to take care of your your physical needs, and physical issues, we we always really try to encourage, hey, what's going on with you mentally? What's going on in these other aspects of your life? Because we approach our patients as a whole person that is yeah. very complex, deals with all different types of issues very uniquely from the next patient. And so thank you so much for affirming that that's the right way of approaching a person when you meet them for the first time and they need help. Yeah. 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 And they're all interconnected. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and one is going to influence the other. Right. If if we're feeling, 
physically well, well, then other parts of our life are going to show that mm-hmm. and vice versa. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm really happy to still be a part of 3W. I think, you know, everyone's doing great work. And, and I know even just meeting people where they're at in these appointments, I mean, that's helpful, right? You're, you're probably one of the first people and hopefully they've had more positive experiences, but a person who's not going to judge them mm-hmm. for their mm-hmm. reproductive or medical decisions, you know, they're there needing the service and yet they receive more in return. Yeah. That's always our goal with our patients, mm-hmm. with each one of our patients is that we value them enough to take the time to really pull back the the different layers of what's really at the the bottom of what they're here for. And if we could come in and carry some of that burden so that they know they're not alone, that's mm-hmm. that's exactly what, what we want to do for them. And maybe that changes their day or changes their week. No, I mean, that this is this is such a great conversation about stress and we can probably dive so much deeper. But what mm-hmm. is your what's your primary message about stress for our listeners? Absolutely. You know, just this whole podcast, I love just talking about these things that can affect our lives. But mm-hmm. I just want people to know that stress is something we're all going to experience at some point in our lives. Some of us experience it every day. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be a negative thing. It can be a positive thing. Mm-hmm. Also, it's important to know what our limitations are and what it would be like to have a balance in our lives. And I encourage always people to go to therapy because mm-hmm. like I mentioned here in the podcast, therapy is just going to be an outlet for you to to be present with another person who wants to listen to what you're sharing, who's going to mm-hmm. affirm your strengths, mm-hmm. who's going to help you identify new perspectives and help you help you decide for yourself what is it that you want to to do in your life? What mm-hmm. goals do you want to reach? What changes do you want to make, if any? Mm-hmm. Um, but I would just like people to know that stress is a, a part of our lives. And so let's embrace it. What do we want to do with this in our lives? And how do we want to, want to handle it? Well, thank you so much for your time and your insight into something that we deal with on a daily basis, like you said. We'll probably have you back for another podcast and maybe the next topic will be like, how do we vet or discern or pick a therapist? Because there's so many out there, right? Yes, there's a lot. (laughs) Yeah, there's a lot. And there's some good ones and they're not some good ones. And then which one is best for you? What's the checklist that someone needs to go through when they're looking for for a therapist? I think that's a really great next topic. So we'll have you back, Noemi, and you can walk us through that. But in the meantime, for those of you that are having a stressful day, that are having a stressful week, month, year, we totally get it. We totally get it. It's, it's normal. We hope this podcast gave you some tips and some direction and some resources on how to manage your stress and that it's, it's not weird that you're having stress. Our world is stressful. And if 3W can play a part in relieving some of that stress, if, if we could play a part in helping you manage that stress, walk alongside you, please feel free, make an appointment, come in, you know, dump your baggage and know that it's a safe place to do so. Thank you so much for tuning in and we'll have Noemi back. Thank you so much, Noemi. Thank you for having me. For more information about 3W, please visit our website at 3wmedical.org. That's the number three, the letter W, medical.org. From there, you can learn more information about the services we provide, book an appointment or make a donation if you'd like to support our mission. You can also call our office at 206 588-0311. That's 206-588-0311. If you like this episode, 
please share it with others and consider subscribing on your favorite podcast platform so you never miss an episode. Thank you so much for listening. And until next time, stay healthy and be well.